Hello friends, this is the Daily Edify with Jeff Lane, a place to get spiritually grounded and into alignment with the flow of love each weekday morning. In each episode, we'll focus on a spiritual practice, a poem, a book, a sacred text, something that can empower us to be more fully alive to the gift that is the day before us. Thank you for listening. Today's podcast is called Living the Questions. The phrase comes from Rainer Maria Rilke, an Austrian poet and writer from the late 19th, early 20th century. In 1903, he exchanged several letters with a young military cadet, 19 years old, whose name was Franz Kappas. And Kappas is wrestling with what to do with his life. He's in the military academy, but he's feeling uh, some uncertainty about that and really in his heart of hearts wants to be a poet but is also feeling some hesitation about pursuing that career path so he he writes to Rilke to seek advice on what he should do I first encountered these letters in my first run at seminary when I was part of the Christian tradition that was well how should I say that when there was a question there was always an answer and the answer was definitive and not to be questioned again So when I initially read this, uh, I had trouble making sense of it. It, I didn't write it off, but I sort of wondered. I was a little puzzled by it. What does it mean to live the questions? Questions are supposed to be answered, and once they're answered, you know, God said it, I believe it, that settles it, if you will. And so when I first heard these lines, uh, I sort of set them aside and said, oh, that's interesting, those really aren't for me. But then several years later, I encountered them again and find them to be so deeply resonant to my experience, to my spiritual journey. Um, But let me read them to you first, and then we'll wrestle a little bit with what they might mean for our life today. So Roka writes to Kappas, I ask you, dear sir, to have patience with all that is unresolved in your heart and to try to love the questions themselves, like closed rooms, like books written in a foreign language. Don't try to find the answers now. They cannot be given anyway, because you would not be able to live them. For everything is to be lived. Live the questions now. Perhaps you then may gradually, without noticing, one day in the future, live into the answers. Isn't that beautiful? Uh, a shift when you think about an answer, not as a burden, something that must be answered, checked off, and then moved on from, but rather loving the questions themselves, noticing their their mystery, their beauty, their um, inscrutability, and how this is not a question that's a one and done. It's one you're going to be keeping before you in every season of your life. A question like, what am I supposed to do with my life? Or where am I going? Or what's important to me? What has God asked me to do? These questions are not easily answered and certainly not definitively answered. In the Christian tradition, which I'm part of, a colleague in ministry wrote a book a number of years ago, Martin Copenhaver, with a delicious subtitle, the 307 questions Jesus asked and the three that he answered. Isn't that great? Copenhaver apparently went through all four of the canonical gospels and counted 307 questions Jesus had asked and only three that he could find that Jesus sort of definitively answered. Normally, Jesus' MO was almost always to answer a question by telling a story. 
what he often called a parable, a sort of imaginary, but uh, a story that's tethered to reality, but not meant to be taken as literal, that left you not with an answer so much, but with a difficult question, <laughs> left you a little puzzled so that you would be forced to walk through that discomfort and keep trying to live what the answer might be in that moment, what might be faithful to you in that moment. We know this in our heart of hearts, right? That questions are more transforming than answers. I mean, ours is a culture that uh, is is drawn to, to answers because maybe they make us feel in control or, or, or they make us feel uh, like we're on the right path. But in fact, questions, whether we're a parent, whether we're a teacher, whether we're trying to bring something into the world, questions are more transforming than answers. And they're more inclusive. More people can resonate with Ah, that's that's a question to base one's life on, even if the answer isn't perfectly clear. So a few questions that come to mind for me, questions that I'm trying to live, certainly don't have the definitive answers to, may never. Questions like, what does love look like in this moment? You know, you're with someone, maybe it's a thorny situation, they're explaining something. What does love look like? Is it bearing witness to someone's pain or difficulty? Is it offering advice? Is it asking another question? Is it helping fix something? Right? It's, it's, it's difficult. It's, it's more gray than black and white. What does love look like in this moment, in this season, in my particular life? Not someone else's life, but in my particular life. Another question I'm trying to live when I'm at some fork in the road, some dilemma, should I do this, should I do that? A question I come back to is, where do my best prayers take me? Where do my best prayers take me? Or another question, what is wanting to emerge? Just sort of stepping back with a non-judgmental curiosity and noticing. Another way of asking this is, where is the energy in, in the people or in my life uh, an even deeper question, what do I really want? What do I really want deep down, trusting my gut, trusting the desires God has given me, that original goodness that is at all of our cores? So I wonder, friends, today, as you look at your life and the questions you are facing, whether they are want technical questions you could answer quickly, we all have to answer questions, right? What's for breakfast this morning? Um... What time are you going to meet me today, this afternoon, at the coffee shop? I mean, of course we have to give answers in life. But thinking more deeply, what are the questions that you're trying to live? And how might you live those questions, love those questions, look at them as, as locked rooms and as foreign languages that you're, you're trying to appreciate and notice more about? And how might you live into those questions more faithfully in this time and in this place. Friends, you are loved and never alone. May you live the questions today as I strive to as well. If today's podcast has blessed you, provided a tinge of clarity or some nourishment for your spiritual journey, please share it with a friend so that we can create a more inclusive community. Or do you have any feedback for me, any show ideas, something that was 
particularly helpful or something that could have been better, please send me an email at thedailyedified at gmail.com. That's in the show notes as well. I'd love to hear from you. Also, please consider rating and reviewing The Daily Edify wherever you get your podcasts. Friends, you are loved and never alone.